Hey, Integrity Church family, hope you all are doing well. I know we don't have the opportunity to gather this morning as a church, but we do have the opportunity to scatter as a church throughout our city and throughout the greater Greenville area. And wherever God has you, whether you're a home or dorm or apartment, maybe you're with a friend, family member, a dorm mate, roommate, whoever that God has placed you with, my hope is that we would be encouraged as a church together as we grow in God's Word. We've been in the book of Mark. Uh, we're going to end this series in the book of Mark on Easter Sunday. Uh, and it's interesting as we preach through books of the Bible where God sort of leads us in these different seasons. We have found ourselves in Mark 14, and Mark 14 is, interestingly enough, how we respond to Jesus in difficult times. And right now we're in sort of a difficult time in our country. We have an outbreak of a virus that's uh, nationwide, and it's all throughout our world where people are in a, a difficult season. Some are locked down in, in even more difficult ways than we are, and so. But we have an opportunity to respond to Jesus in, in a difficult time. We have an opportunity to pray for our world. We have an opportunity to pray for those who are in the medical field, who are serving others, uh, and we have an opportunity to really grow deep together as a community, as the saints, uh, as we are scattered throughout our city, uh, praying together, gathering together, and encouraging one another. Mark 14 is a story, really, where we find ourselves in Mark 14, starting in verse 66, is about one of Jesus' disciples. His name's Peter, and we see Peter earlier in, in this passage where Jesus just had a meal with his disciples, with his 12 disciples, and he tells the disciples that, hey, one of you are going to betray me. And all the disciples are shocked to hear this. They're, they're asking this question to Jesus, is it me, is it me, is it me? And of course, we know based on reading the scripture that it's Judas. And right after this meal, Peter, we find, approaches Jesus and he says, hey, I would never deny you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you to the end. I'll die, with, I'll die for you. And Jesus says, hey, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And so it's interesting that Peter's shocked to hear this because right after you see Jesus is be being betrayed, uh, Rome has taken Jesus, the guards have come and they're taking him, he's being betrayed, he will eventually be crucified. Everything that Jesus predicted that would happen is beginning to unfold right before the eyes of his disciples. And Peter grabs a sword and cuts off the ear of a Roman guard and Jesus, of course, the, the other Gospels that show this, it's interesting. Jesus puts the ear back on the guard and says, no, this is supposed to happen. And so then, right after that takes place, or shortly after this takes place, we, we get to a place in our text where everything that Jesus said that Peter would do happens. And so you see it in Mark 14. I'll read starting in verse 66. If you have your Bible, your app, whatever it is that you're following along, I hope that you'll follow along with me. Mark 14 uh, starting in verse 66. And it says, And as Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warning himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with the Nazarene, Jesus. Verse 68 says, But he denied it. There it is. He denied it, just as Jesus said, I neither know nor understand what you mean. And he went out into the gateway, and the rooster crowed, just as Jesus said. 
And the servant girl saw him and began to say to him, say to the bystanders, this man is one of them. But again, he denied it. And after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear, I do not know this man of whom you speak. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time again, just as Jesus predicted. See it earlier in Mark 14. And Peter remembered how Jesus said this to him. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And Peter says he broke down and he wept. Perhaps you find yourself in difficult seasons and you find yourself doubting. Maybe you doubt whether Jesus is who he says he is. Maybe you doubt uh, being seen with Jesus as Peter or identified with Jesus as Peter did. Maybe difficulty, it, it really shows what you really believe about Jesus and it's, and it's hard to face some of those realities. In fact, Peter, he falls on the ground, he weeps when he sees the reality that he's not who he really thinks he is because a difficult time exposed what he really believed uh, about Jesus. Now, interestingly enough, we see Peter, as he denies Jesus here, later we see Christ go to the cross, bearing our sins, uh, absorbing the wrath of God on our behalf, dying for us. He then, three days later, resurrects from the grave, and Peter then witnessed the risen Christ. Jesus told the disciples that they would be witnesses, that they would carry the gospel message through Jerusalem and throughout the world. And he actually, later we see that um, Peter and John are going to be the pillars of the church. And of course, Jesus tells Peter that he would build his church on the cornerstone, the rock. And Peter, he calls the rock. And it's interesting, later on, you see the same man who denies Jesus, didn't think he would, but denies Jesus. And he denies him three times as Jesus predicted, or Jesus said he would. And then you see in Acts, after Pentecost takes place, the Holy Spirit comes upon his church and empowers the disciples who would then be the apostles, who would be the witnesses that would go throughout the world and share this good news of the gospel, that Christ is the king, that Christ has come to save sinners Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit. And as Peter's filled with the Holy Spirit, he, he goes against the, the, the religious leaders of the day, and they try to shut Peter up. They try to stop Peter. Who Peter, by the way, preached the first sermon in Acts, and uh, 3,000 people become believers. And the, the religious leaders come, they try to take Peter, they say, you've got to stop. You've got to stop preaching this message. And it's interesting, the same man who didn't seem to have a lot of boldness in Mark 14. Uh, the, this peasant girl sees Peter and she's like, aren't you the one with Jesus? He's like, no, 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 that's, that's not me. I don't, I don't know him. I don't know this man. But now these religious leaders in Acts 4, after Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit, the religious leaders can't get Peter to stop talking about Jesus. In fact, I love it in Acts 4. You see Peter and is facing the, the Sanhedrin, the, these religious leaders. And it says in verse 13, it says, Acts 4, 13, 
It says, now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. But seeing the man who was healed standing beside them, they had nothing to say in opposition. But they had commanded them to leave the council. They conferred with one another saying, what shall we do with these men? How can we stop them from talking about Jesus is what they're really asking. For that notable sign has been performed through them is evident to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But in order that it may no be spread no further among the people, let us warn them to speak no more to anyone in this name, of course, in the name of Jesus. So they called them and charged them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to God, you must judge. And I love this verse, verse 20. This is Peter and John. Peter who just denied Jesus, but now Peter who's filled with the Holy Spirit. He says, Acts 4:20, for we cannot but speak of what we've seen and heard. I love that. Peter is the man who denies Jesus Christ. But Peter, who's filled with the Holy Spirit, who's facing still difficult times, who's facing death threats for preaching the gospel, he's saying, I can't help but speak the things that I've seen from Jesus and heard from Jesus. Now you think about that. As we face difficult times in our lives, whether it be the situation that we're in right now, or maybe it's a situation that we've been in before, or maybe the situation that we will be in where we might suffer for the gospel, look at the power of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit doesn't give us a power, a, a state of fear. The Holy Spirit gives us courage even in the face of opposition. You see Paul telling Timothy that we don't have a, a spirit of fear. We have Christ in us who, who motivates us in the gospel. Fear doesn't come from God. It, it, it comes from Satan. Satan wants to allow us to live in fear so that we don't live in boldness and when we face difficult times. So fear doesn't come from God. We know that. And so what motivates the believer? What motivates the believer is the love of Christ, the gospel, and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And so it's my hope that today perhaps you are in fear. Maybe you're in fear of the virus that's being spread in our country and throughout the world. Uh, maybe you're afraid of all sorts of things, maybe just being bold in the gospel at your workplace or where you uh, attend class or maybe with your neighbor, maybe with your family member. But let us remind ourselves of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The same Holy Spirit that uh, enabled Peter to have this boldness to stand up to the religious leaders of the day is the same Holy Spirit that you can have access to if you're a believer in Christ. And so my hope is, first of all, that you're a believer, that you've trusted in the finished work of Christ, that you've repented of your sins and you've surrendered uh, to the Lordship of Christ. And so it's my hope that if you're not a believer, that you would today uh, repent of your sins and to see all that Christ has done for you on the cross and that you would submit your life to him. If you're a believer in Christ, it's my hope that you would uh, see the Spirit's work in your life, that the Spirit of Christ can give us courage, can give us confidence to know 
that God is sovereign overall, even in difficult seasons. And so it's my hope that we would trust Christ in this season, we would trust Christ with our lives, and we would see the boldness of Peter and Mark and uh, sorry, <laughs> Acts 4, rather than what we see in Mark 14. And we'd also see the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Even though Peter denied Jesus, it was Peter that Jesus chose to carry on this wonderful work of the gospel. So if Jesus can use Peter, he can use us, even when times are difficult. So it's our hope that we would respond to Jesus, even when times are difficult. Love you. Hope that you can spend some time together as family or friends and spend some time with your study questions we've attached uh, to this video and uh, hope that we can respond to the good news of the gospel together.